This ESPN Chicago podcast is presented by 19 Crimes Wine. This is Waddle and Sylvie, live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Twitter, where saying I'm over the daily limit for sending tweets. What? Tyler, is that I a know thing? I'm never going to have I that problem. Seen this, no. I'm not, I know I'm never going to have never that seen problem. This, no. And I haven't sent many out today. I've only sent out a handful. Did you just get hacked? I don't know. Maybe it's uh, Elon Musk's new Twitter. What's it say? It says you're over the daily limit for sending tweets. He was just trying to send out the Chefties coming on the show here. How many tweets have you sent today? Uh, you're not even. I mean, you're you're an active tweeter, but you're not an overactive tweeter. I, I don't think I'm an over tweeter. I don't think you are either. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Mike Francesa joins us. <laughs> Six. I'm reading right now on their help center. The Seven. maximum amount of tweets you can send in a day is 2,400. So no. I, was, I, I think a, I sent out six tweets. this morning. Jeez, you've been active What did you do? I don't know. Log did you off. send pictures or something Let out? Let me log in and log out. I don't know what's going on. So Adam Schefter is going to join us here in a minute. Uh, he's at the Super Bowl. We'll talk some Bears with him. Quarterback carousel stuff. He's a big NBA junkie, too. I bet he stayed up late last night and watched that game. I bet you, out of all the things we ask him... He will be most enthusiastic about talking about what LeBron did last night than any football question we ask him. I think that's a fair bet. So we'll uh, talk to Shefty coming up. Uh, we, we did spend a lot of time talking about LeBron. We'll, we'll continue to do that, too. Do you wish you were at the uh, Super Bowl covering the, uh, the game right now instead of being here in lovely Chicago? So what do you mean by that? Like covering Super Bowl week and then going home and enjoying the game with yeah. my kids? The last time we went to a Super Bowl was Miami, right? Yes. Right as the pandemic became a thing? Before the worst year of my life, yes. Yeah. It was It was February of 2020 Yeah, before the absolute worst year of, of COVID and cancer and everything like that. Like in just like um, two months later, my world changed with everything. Like not just COVID, but... But everything like that. I was feeling really tired then too. Um, yeah, I mean it was a it's a blast. Been a good time. It's a, Been a good time. A, a, yeah, and there's good bonding. I remember going out for that great dinner with you and Abdallah and Wilbon and seeing all the Chiefs. Chris Jones out to dinner. stopped by. Yeah. Chris Jones stopped by. We saw Shefty out to dinner that night. That's right. We saw Steve Levy. I think Lewis Riddick was out that night I think too. So. We said hello to him. I think Shefty was was probably the person in the restaurant that got the most attention of everyone that was in there. Even the Chiefs? I think so. I think people kept coming up to Shefty. He's Get away mo- from me, kid. You're bothering me. He's never that way. I know. He's a mover and a shaker. The last time we saw him was where? She- the last time we saw Shefty, we were at our fantasy football convention. Very good. Yes. You are correct. Yes. Right before the season. And you know what? We try not to bother him during the season. That's right. We and, stayed away. And now Adam Schefter joins us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. He joins us uh, from Arizona at uh, the Super Bowl. Shefty, how are you? 
What's going on, guys? You miss us? <laughs> very, very much so. Do you miss me? <laughs> yes, Always. definitely. Yes. Of course. Are, are you not, you're not in Arizona this week? No. 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 Yeah. Maybe yeah. next year when the Bears get there, Shefty, and they're representing yeah. the NFC. Next year when the Bears get here, we'll see you here. Yes. For sure. In Las Vegas is the Super Bowl oh, next yeah. year. So. Wow. That's so that, that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be a fun place for the Bears to make the Super Bowl, right? Yes. No doubt. Yes. And here's what I want to know, Shefty, right off the bat. Yeah. Where were you last night? I would imagine you're out with either a group or somewhere yeah. good yeah. With, yeah. with big screen televisions watching LeBron break the record, yeah. knowing that you're such a big NBA junkie. Well, you know what? It's funny you say that. I was at the dinner with a few of my coworkers. I was in sight of a television, so I saw the record go down. I came home, came back to the hotel room, and watched the rest of the game uh, on TV. So I, I was watching, but not watching. I was watching out of the corner of my eye, aware of what was going on, and it was a great night for LeBron. Kind of cool that he does that. And so now the debate rages between who's who's the greatest player of all time. Do, LeBron or, or Michael, right? Oh, there's no debate, no, Shefty. Come on. Yeah, I mean, to me, well, yeah, 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 I got asked today, and I said Michael, and yeah. and, uh, and Marcus Spears got pissed off at me. Oh, really? <laughs> well, yeah. Can't we just say that LeBron is the all-time leading scorer in the history of the NBA? Yeah. That's fabulous, yeah. but Michael's he, he, the best he, player. Yeah, I, I, no argument here. LeBron's done it for an unbelievable period of time. He's an incredible player. He's in the Mount Rushmore of NBA greats, but but Michael, Michael still at the top of the mountain. Amen. Um, try to, I'm going to try to connect that to the NFL right now. And I know Patrick Mahomes is, what, 27 years of age. But where is he starting to trend from your perspective with regard to some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Shefty? Well, well first of all, um, again, so much of this is judged on postseason results, right? So if he wins this week, he'll have two Super Bowl wins and one Super Bowl loss. If he loses, it's one and two. You start to have a losing record in Super Bowl, and it kind of just dings you a little bit on the all-time guys. To me, honestly, I already would consider him amongst the all-time greats. I think he's got a chance to be as good as anybody who's ever played. He's got that type of talent. I, I think if, if he didn't play anymore right now, I think he could make an argument almost that he'd be worthy of the Hall of Fame right now. Yeah. Right now. So he's a Hall of Fame quarterback in my mind, but... Sometimes these these games, these championship level games, they go a long way to determining you know your final legacy and reputation. And honestly, uh, the greatest players of all time usually have tremendous records in the highest profile games. And so, to me, this is important for Patrick Mahomes in that regard, but the guy is already an all-time quarterback to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, how many of the all-time great Shefty didn't even make three Super Bowls? Yeah, no, Dan Marino, right? Was, right. He made one. He was 0-1 in Super Bowl history, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. that's correct. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, off the top of my head. So, um, I'm just thinking some of the other, like, John Elway lost, was it four, I think, before he won two straight. Right. And by the way, how did that change his reputation, the way he's viewed those two victories, right? Like that, that's, that's, there's a significant difference. If John had been 0 and 6 or 2 and 4, you know, winning the final two, that, that, to me, that there's a big difference there. Big difference. How about a guy that's only won one and his name is Aaron Rodgers? Where do you yeah. believe Aaron Rodgers is most likely headed in 2023? I've had people say to me that they can't believe that the Green Bay Packers 
would have a run of Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and come away with only two Super Bowl victories. Only. Two of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. I mean, they're, they're phenomenal. How many MVPs did they win together? I'm going to get seven off the top of my head. We could count them up, right? Yeah. And so I think it's seven MVPs, seven NFL, and only two Super Bowl titles. And how many Super Bowl losses between Favre was one and two in the Super Bowl or one and one? I think one and one. Lost. One and one. Yeah. Rodgers was, he won against, who'd they beat? They beat Pittsburgh, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Was, and they beat Pittsburgh, and did he ever make it back? I don't I think don't so. They, I don't think so. I mean, you know, the fact that those guys could only get to three Super Bowls, That's wow. what I mean. Like, them combined have made it to the same amount of Super Bowls as Patrick Mahomes. Well, and we're that, gonna... that, 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 see, now, look, you could spin these numbers and make them work however you want. But for you guys to point that out, spin it to, yeah, Patrick Mahomes has already played in as many Super Bowls. This will be more than Right? No, this is his third? This is his third. third. Yes. No. Yeah. Okay, so he's played in as many as Favre and Rodgers together? Wow. Wow. Pretty unbelievable. And by the way, he's doing it in a conference where, you know, Tom Brady was, and Josh Allen, and some other really good quarterbacks, too. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that guy's, that guy is, he's incredible. Yeah. He's incredible. When, when, when your phone uh, dings, what do people think who you're tight with, Shefty, when, when he emerges from the darkness? <laughs> what, what, what do you believe Aaron Rodgers is going to decide? Well, before we can even answer that, I, I want to get more information about this darkness retreat, and I want to go on one myself, okay? Yes. I want to take my phones and throw them into some cubby for four days, and I want to go to sleep in the dark for four days and, like, pass through a couple of turkey sandwiches through the slot, okay? Give me some, like, porta potty in there, and that, that's all I need for four days. I don't want to see light. I don't want to hear from anybody. You know, no problems at home, no issues with any sources, like, just put me in this darkness room. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I'm ready to come to you again. Like, let me have that it too. Well, first of all, when when could you do that, or would would the experiment be perfect to do it like right well, if free you know agency I starts? Ma- I, went, I, went, I no, I wouldn't go then. But you know, I went to the Masters a couple of years ago, and my friends invited me down. I'm like, oh, I'd love to go. That'd be unbelievable. And I get down there, and we go up to the course, and they're like, you, you got to check your phone here. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, yeah, you're not allowed to bring your phone on the course. I'm like, what? And they, and they laughed. They're like, yeah, we didn't tell you that in advance because we knew if we did, you wouldn't come. So, you know, in this case, in the darkness retreat that we're talking about, yeah. I know what we're bargaining for. Like, I'm checking the phones at the door, and nobody talked to me for four days. Like, I mean, I can't think of a more appealing wow. item than that right now. Like, that would be unbelievable. I think that would be outstanding. I bet. Yeah, I bet. You say that it would be great. I bet you get a little antsy after a day. He'd go through a phone withdrawal. Yes. Maybe. 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 <laughs> That's where phone? you're being tested. Where's my phone? He'd get the shakes. Yeah. Oh. Where's the iPhone? Where's the secondary phone? Okay, you know we're interested, Shefty, because we've been living in this division with him for so long. I want him out. I want him to go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I. 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 I I have a feeling he's going to be out. Now, the question is, is he going to play again or is he going to retire? But I have a feeling he's going to be out. But we'll see how it plays out. Like, who knows what he's going to think and feel once he emerges from the darkness. Yeah.
Uh, the other guy is is Brady. Uh, are you a true believer that he's going to be retired for good this upcoming yeah, yeah, season? Yeah, 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 definitely. I, I think I think that's it. He's moving on, and uh, I do buy that. Yes. Okay. Good. And then, what, what what do people tell you about our quarterback Justin Fields? Do you hear overwhelming praise? Do you still hear people say, "I'm not sure"? What's the league See, saying I, I, about I think him? You, I think you hear good things about Justin Fields. I think everybody's excited about his future, and I also think that you hear that he has to grow as a passer, which many quarterbacks have done. You know, it takes some people some time. And the more he could develop in that area, the more dangerous he's going to become as a quarterback. But he, he was great to watch this year. Tremendous fun. Really talented. And he's got a chance to be a really good quarterback for a real long period of time. I, I know we haven't even played the Super Bowl yet, but uh, what do you hear in Shefty about the desire for some to come after the Bears' number one draft pick? How valuable is this? Uh, that was that was a gift from the football gods on the final <laughs> Sunday of the season. I cannot believe how the Houston Texans boxed that. And it played right into the Bears' favor. And I have not spoken to anybody specifically about that because we've been kind of in head coaching world and we're starting to get into quarterback carousel and there'll be enough time to heat up. But I can just tell you right now that the Bears are going to have the opportunity to listen to some unbelievable offers for the number one pick and they're going to have a chance to parlay that one pick that came as a benefit of the Houston Texans winning a game that they never should have won into a bevy of future picks that can set up that franchise for years to come. Yeah. So that that was that was an incredible gift. Incredible. So a bevy. So us dreaming big is not a fantasy. No, you should be dreaming big. That, 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 they're gonna, that pick is going to be worth a small fortune. And the Bears are holding a lottery ticket if they want to cash it in. You, you, you spoke of the quarterback carousel. When does some of this stuff, do you think, Shefty, is going to actually play out? Well, I, I think that we've got two big quarterback dominoes. We've got Derek Carr, who's visiting the Saints today. And we've got Aaron Rodgers packing up for his darkness isolation retreat. <laughs> Before we let you go, I got one rules question for you. Yeah. If, if, if Rodgers does figure out that he wants to be traded and yeah. the Packers want to trade him, and yep. then let's say the Jets want him and, okay. and they could come up with an agreement, but it benefits them to trade him after June 1st. Could, no. they, could they come up with an agreement yeah. pre-June 1st? Yes. Yes, you know, you figure that out. You restructure the contract. You get it done. Um, they're not going to wait till June 1st to get him started in the off-season program if that's what he wants to do. Interesting. So you can do it before June 1st and then... I, I, I'd have to sit down to figure out how... Yeah, but yeah, I don't think that you're going to see uh, a team... I mean, maybe. Like, he's not a big off-season guy anyway, so I guess you could always do that. But I'm sure if Aaron Rodgers emerges from the darkness and wants to play, that... And he gets traded wherever, New Jersey, uh, Las Vegas, Tennessee, whatever it is. You know, he's going to want to start rolling with his new teammates. And maybe, maybe he can't technically go into the facility, but maybe, maybe they wait till June first uh, for official workouts. But I, I would think he's going to want to get started, and I would think that they'll figure out a way to move around the timing and the payments, and they would be able to get him into the building right away. And Chef D, lastly, the commissioner spoke today. Was there anything yeah. that he said that, that, you know, caught your attention? Well, he hit a lot of different topics. Um, happy with the Pro Bowl, which was interesting. They're going to obviously bring it back in its form this year and try to improve upon that. I, I thought, you know, 
he talked about minority hiring, that he, he thought the league has made some progress, but not enough. Uh, I agree with that, not enough. And and he also talked about the officiating. I, that that, that kind of caught my eye. Yeah. And you're like, for him to say that the officiating has never been better than it is right now, I, I don't know that a lot of people around the league would agree with that, but that's the way that he views it. And he's the commissioner. He's entitled to his opinion. I've heard a lot of complaints yeah. from a lot of people this year. Great. Shefty, great stuff. We appreciate you, and uh, hopefully we will see you down the road. Thank you. Thanks, Shefty. My, guys, always my pleasure. Nice to talk to you. Hello to everybody in Chicago, and enjoy the big game on Sunday. You, you got, got it. There Thanks, you go. There's Adam Schefter from know, the Super Bowl on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Something I mentioned a while ago I think has to play into this conversation as well. You got to start getting these these officiating things fixed. And you got to do it soon cuz you are taking millions of dollars from legalized gambling sites and the advertising dollars that are coming in. It has become an accepted part of the landscape, which I'm totally for. But at that, you know, with that as a backdrop, you can't be having the nonsense that is going on pretty consistently on a Sunday, Monday and Thursday night when you have technological advancements that can take you in a direction where getting it right will happen more frequently. You've got to have the public's trust, especially when all the millions of dollars are being exchanged legally with gambling. Yes. That's why the, that's why there's been the worry about gambling. When you go and and you gamble, why the reluctance has been, well, is the fix going to be in? And when Arian Foster, even though he's joking with, pardon my take, and, and joking around with the guy saying, hey, there's a script. It's like WWE. Everyone's in on the script. It's it's whether it's it's not reality. Everyone knows he's joking. But if there's a perception that the league wants Kansas City because Mahomes is more of a selling point than the Bengals. Um, it's out there. Yes. You don't want any sort of belief. You want the public to trust you that there is nothing wrong, that everything is on the up and up. I Listen, I don't know if the word is, is hypocritical or, or hypocrisy, but you can't take all of these advertising dollars and all of these partnerships and all the money that comes with it and then not expect that there are going to be some people that are going right. to demand right. that you get this right on the officiating front. Right, and say that, or say, oh, the fix is in. Yeah, well, that's just part of the yeah. landscape now. So what you need to do is you need to be able to separate yourself from that skepticism by doing by some of the things. Right. By yes. simply getting it right. By getting it right. No well, matter how you do it. Sky judge, review, you know, the majority of... Whatever it is. Right. You have... You can't, you, you know, you, you, you can't do both. You because can't take all this money and then not do everything humanly possible to improve the officiating and just stand in front of everybody at Commissioner Day and say it's never been better. Because it's now not just jobs and, and your players' livelihoods. It's also millions and millions of dollars that you're legally yes. embracing that's being gambled. Right. I mean, you know what's another aspect of it that still doesn't make sense is I don't understand why they do the all-star Cruise, like yeah, I get, these guys should have been working. You should of take the course. best crew. It, it only makes sense when you're under the microscope in the most important games. I want the best crew. I'm with you, not Jeff. The guys who are deemed because here's the thing: Carl Sheffers may be the best official for the Super Bowl, right? But part of the reason he might be good at what he does is because he relies on his whole crew to yeah. do the job that they do week in and week out. All of a sudden, you're throwing them together like it's an all-star game, just like in the NBA all-star game. Right, yeah. Teammates don't necessarily play as well if they haven't had time to gel. Yeah. Also, how about the fact that you cannot 
officiate a Super Bowl in consecutive years. If you are truly the best, you should, you should be right. on the game of every single year. Right. If you're the MVP of the league, that you should be the MVP of the league this every year. This is all year. nonsense. Right. Think about the things that we are talking about right now. That would be like saying Patrick Mahomes can't go to the Super Bowl every year. Right. He's earned it. Like, this is silly. Yeah. All of this stuff is silliness. By the way, how about what uh, Adam was saying about the Bears uh, again? And we've heard this from a lot of people. Like, a lot of the the listeners, people have said, I've heard Cap knock the Twitter people, saying all the Twitter people who think the Bears are going to get this fortune for the number one pick. They're playing fantasy general manager. You heard Adam Schefter say this. The Bears are going to get a small fortune. Well, they should. That's why when, you know, the one thing was released by Matt Miller, I, and my first reaction was, well, that's not enough. I'm not one that believes it's going to be nine first-round picks, but, like, there's a certain value to this, especially when it is a draft that has several quarter. I think there's four quarterbacks that are currently in everyone's yeah. mock that are being drafted in the first round. So we've had Adam Schefter say they're going to get a small fortune. It's not a fantasy to think that they're holding a lottery ticket. We've had also Mel Kuyper tell us recently that it isn't fantasy to think that they could trade down multiple times. That they could trade down with one team and then trade down with a second team. So it's, gonna, it's really going to be interesting here in the next several weeks especially after free agency happens and those first dominoes start to fall here with those quarterbacks that he was telling us about. If you want to react, 312-332-3776. We'll take some calls. Uh, we've been guesty here in the last hour, so if you want to get your phone calls in, whether it's about the, the Adam Schefter and football conversation, Super Bowl Bears, if you want to weigh in on the LeBron James conversation, how long is too long to stop a game to honor a player after they broke a record? Did we see that happen yesterday, or was it proper for last night? We'll weigh in on that, and are you still someone who doesn't like LeBron James? All that coming up next. Your friend Tom Waddle here for Voss Equipment. Voss talks a lot about equipment I have never used and never will, more than likely. But today, I want to talk about something I do know something about. Something critical to any business, and that's customer service. The focus for the team at Voss is direct communication. They listen, they learn, they answer questions, they listen some more, and then they come up with solutions for their customers. Voss knows their success is built on this type of communication, which leads to long-term relationships. Visit VossEquipment.com and read the testimonials. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. All right, don't forget the big game pregame. We just talked to Adam Schefter from the Super Bowl. We've got the big game pregame Sunday. At noon, we'll break up your day and uh, have some fun for a couple of hours, noon to two. Waddle and I have hosted this thing. Meller and Tyler will be with us. It is uncensored, uninterrupted, two straight hours on our Twitch channel. We've done this one year or two? No, it's been at least two, maybe even three. Really? Trying to think. Is this this just uh, probably two then? So I think it started with COVID. So 
I think 21, 22, yeah, 23. It started with COVID. Everything. It did. It's, it changed the way in technology, the way we've used technology, right? We, we, we couldn't congregate together, so we tried to figure out a way to do things differently. So that's what we do. Get a chance to see your smiling face. Yes, and uh, all your favorites from ESPN 1000. Big Cat's going to join us, too. Well, I'll hop on, and uh, we'll have fun. We'll be uncensored. It's, it's presented by 19 Crimes Wine. Pick up a bottle or two or ten uh, this weekend, wherever you're partying. If you're going to a party, your guests are going to love it. So pick up a bottle, bring it to... Oh, never show up to a party empty-handed. Whether it's the Cali Gold, which Waddle's holding up right now for our... Or Twitch viewers, or the Cali Red, which I absolutely love, or the Rosé. Check it out wherever you buy your wine. It's a great, uh, it's it's a great conversation starter. With uh, yes, like you Can said, I it's pour a great you a drink. Yeah. Oh, what kind of wine is this? Uh, it's nineteen crimes. Nineteen crimes. Cali is Gold. That Snoop. That's well, Snoop. Yes, it is. It is Snoop. Yes. That's a beautiful bottle. Well, thank you. So it's noon to two, and it's only on the Twitch. You're not going to hear it on the radio. It's not going to be on the on our um, ESPN Chicago app. Only on Twitch, and we'll interact with you on uh, the the comments page. We'll read your questions. We'll interact. All that fun stuff. Twitch.tv/slash ESPN One Thousand Chicago. Let's take some calls, shall we? Yes, sir. And then I got, I, I got a technology question for you later. Oh, do you really? I do about LeBron. Uh, tech tech support. He tech support. I wasn't the only one having some Twitter issues. I see it's been going around. Well, you ran people. You, you hit your limit. I have not hit my limit today. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to. Deshaun in Virginia Beach has been patient. Hey, Deshaun. Hey, what's going on, boys? How y'all doing? Everything's good. good. Thanks for making the call. Hey, hey, I appreciate you guys taking it. So, uh, real quick, um, you kind of asked a couple of questions while I was um, holding. So, um, one of the, the all-time records that I would love to witness um, being broken, 100-point game. I don't even care if it's WNBA or NBA, but 100 uh, points in the game. But the uh, reason why I really call is because you were talking about LeBron earlier and you were saying, like, you know, um, why people, you know, still hate him and, and all of that stuff. And I just wanted to kind of real quick just make the point that I can still not be a fan of LeBron, which I'm not. And still appreciate and acknowledge his greatness. To me, LeBron James is and will always go down as one of the best players to ever play. And I can appreciate what he did yesterday without comparing him to Michael and all that kind of stuff. But I'm still not a fan. And, and I, I think, Deshaun, I think that is a, a very mature way to put it as well. Look, I get it. You don't have to be a fan. But actually, I think that by based on Deshaun's description... He's a fan of the accomplishment. Maybe not the player, but the accomplishment, and it can appreciate what took place. I grew more of a fan of the person the older he got, too. Yeah. And the more stuff I saw that he did off the court. The maturity. And, and I, I like the stuff that he's done, too, um, with his television shows and everything like that. His friendship with Draymond. I, I, there's just like a lot there, even though I've been a LeBron meathead, admittedly, too. 71.8% of the people voting on our Toyota Twitter poll on my Twitter handle, at Waddle and Sylvie, are you a fan of LeBron James? 71.8% of voters, and I knew it would be high because it's Chicago, say no, they're not a fan of LeBron James. 
We are still, I feel like, the epicenter of the LeBron hate. Yes. I feel like we're the capital. Listen, I, I mean, people have, have have pointed to the flopping at times and the rolling around on the court when maybe he wasn't even hit or maybe just grazed. But the acting that goes on, I think it stems in most part or in, in, in the largest part. And I think it is also with older NBA fans. He had to put together a group of, you know, a super, super team. team. Right. And he was the one that started that. And I think that that will always stick with him and people will always hold that against him. I could care less. What he did was he took advantage of free agency and others did the same, which is your right as a player. Um, don't really care about that. But I do believe that that is something that people, I think that there are some old school great players, right, right. former players, that probably feel that way as well. That they they don't like him as much as others because of how he went about doing things. Yeah, yeah. Kareem and him never got along. I like A lot of people were ripping Kareem last night because he didn't look happy sitting there. But I thought Kareem did a great job, and and I heard a lot of people talking about the way he symbolically handed the torch to him. He literally handed the ball to him, and thus handing the torch in like this big grand gesture during the the whole stoppage of of play. And I thought he did a really nice job of that. Yeah. I thought I thought he took part and did a, a great job of. of I don't know a ton it. about. Kareem, I know he is a deep thinker, and he's very measured with what he says, and he's very conscientious about a lot of different things. But I I mean, I thought he carried himself with a ton of class last night. If you go back to how he was depicted in winning times, like I want, I was, I kept thinking. I of, kept thinking in, about the as, same thing as, as well. An episode. I kept but thinking I, of all of last night if it, as if it was an episode. How it would be portrayed? Well, I thought it was interesting as well because I never knew. I mean, just my ignorance. I never knew that he was referred to as the captain by everybody, and I became aware of that watching Winning Time, and that's what LeBron referred to him the whole time on several occasions last night. Yeah, Kenny uh, in Dallas. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Kenny? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. How are we doing? We're good. Good. Hey, I want to hit on the uh, officiating slash gambling topic. And Waddle, I completely agree with you. They need to expand in some regards the the replay and how they utilize it and all those types of things. But, the, you know, I think the solution is super obvious. And is it a, is it a scenario where you think the NFL might be too arrogant to not just adopt the NCAA, the college-type um, how they solve those, you know, those issues in college because it doesn't slow the college game down. And the eye in the sky calls down, and they say, "Hey, let's take a look at this." And you know, everybody loves college just as much as they love the NFL. So, do you think that's something that you know Goodell can't follow his pride and just say, "Hey, we're going to do what the NCAA does"? Kenny, I just, I, I mean, I don't have a good explanation for. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever heard a good explanation, and I don't have one myself for why they don't. I mean, is it that they think it's going to slow down again? First of all, you have the most captive sports audience in all of sports. Nobody's going away from an NFL game because of the fact that you kept them too long waiting for an instant replay. This isn't baseball where pace of play is slow. It's a fast-paced sport. Yes. So Mike Pereira is joining us tomorrow. What time on that, Tyler? From Mike Uh, Pereira. 3 o'clock tomorrow. 3 o'clock. Mike Pereira used to be in charge, obviously, of the league officiating way back when. He's a rules analyst for Fox. 
We will ask him that question. Yeah, I don't know if it's arrogance or it's ignorance or whatever it is. But, like, I mean, get it right. Now more than ever. Now more than ever, get it right. I'm surprised that the teams aren't clamoring for an improved way to do this as well. Because don't you think that these head coaches who employ other people to help them with whether or not they're going to throw the flag, they're like, I want to coach my damn team. Yes. You know what? Use your technology to make sure you get the calls right and quit asking me to throw a flag. I, I still think you should have the safety, though, of, of having a flag, too. Of course, to you can do both. Right. Like, Sean McDermott, there was a play on Buffalo where it was inside two minutes that he wanted the league to challenge, and they never challenged, even though he was probably wrong, but he wanted them to look at it, and they never looked at it because, again, I think the league is there. I think we need to stop with the all human element aspect of this. Well, you got to have the human element to something I enjoy. That was before you had the technology to actually make the game better. Now you have technology to do it quickly to too. do it quickly and get it right. So let's eliminate the human error whenever we can. Uh, Ramson, you're on ESPN 1000. Ramson in Highland Park. What's on your mind? How's it going, guys? Thanks for taking the call. You got it. Uh, so I was listening, or not, excuse me, listening, reading Matt Miller's uh, mock draft and it just kind of frustrated me seeing like how little the rich i don't want to say little because it is a haul but just kind of started thinking because when you read other blogs or you read other people's mock drafts seems like there was a lot more given up by the Colts or any other team and it just kind of like got me thinking in my head little conspiracy theories here and it the conspiracy that popped in my head was resident snitch to the resident snitch gm is chris ballard connection to maybe matt miller kind of drive down that price to the first overall pick i don't think that what was printed though ramson is going to affect what ryan poles is going to accept um i wouldn't go that deep into the conspiracy theory here i think uh, like i think a lot of things uh, with some of these mock drafts the more you you implement trades the harder it is to to make your predictions right so i think for a lot a lot of people that are doing these mocks, it's easier for them to get through their mock drafts if, in fact, they keep it as simple as possible. Right. It's easy to make a Bears trade down to four and, and to make it work easier than if the Bears are trading all the way down to number 12. Or, right. You know, do you and think any affecting of them, all the teams. Do you think any of the mock drafts back in 2017 or whenever it was, wasn't 17, was it? Whenever it was when the 49ers gave up three first-round picks to move up to draft Trey Lance. When was that, 2020? Whatever, whatever the year was. 2021, think, right? 2021, same year as, as Justin's Justin. drafting. Do you think that like all the mocks had anything that detailed no. of a trade? No, no. so I, I wouldn't get all worked up by things that you're reading with regard to it's mocks. Very, the, it's very early Because still. I don't think... we like, got a long way to go. I don't think Mel or Todd McShay usually even have mocks. It's especially early in this process because it's too hard to... To put it all through. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Tom in Glendale Heights here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tom? Hey, guys. Good to talk to you again. Uh, so my, my question is, like, you know, obviously the number one pick is worth a ton. And, I mean, that just seems pretty basic. Plus, if you're trading up for that, then polls can say, well, you're trading up for a quarterback. Therefore, the price is tripled or how much it is. So you start with that concept. My question is how far are you – when's the stop – Get, when, when, when do you stop trading back? Is it 12? Is it 10? And for me, 
you know, I I do like the two defensive players who are you know top top five picks, but I don't love them. I'm willing to trade back multiple times, probably till maybe ten, because I think you can get an offensive lineman, a tackle, even if it's the right one, and that only helps Justin Fields. And isn't that the most important thing? Is how do we help Justin Fields? And the the best way to do that is to give him a better offensive line. I well, think. Tom, there's the rub there. And you said you aren't as high on Anderson and Carter as maybe others. I think that's the key. If they are in love with Carter or Anderson, my guess is is they're not going to trade any further down than four or five because those guys will then they won't get hypothetically a haul. they won't get yes. as big of a haul. Right. But if they want to go down lo- further and they like Paris Johnson, yes. Or they like the kid from Northwestern, right. Skaronsky, whatever his name they is. They could get one of those two guys in the top ten somewhere, right? Yes, I, that's yeah. why I said that what they do to me will be directly tied, obviously, to how they feel about Will Anderson and the kid Carter from, from Georgia, I think. That's what I think. I think that the other two, I think those offensive linemen are very well thought of, but not in the same you know, vain as the the two defensive players. Got a good nugget for you on Justin Fields. Justin Fields is so popular, the unthinkable has happened. I will tell you what that unthinkable is, and then I want to get back to some of the uh, technology thing with LeBron James and, and the happenings from last night, but the unthinkable and the popularity of Justin Fields coming up next. Guys, 19 Crimes Wine tells the story of rule breakers who beat the odds and became infamous. Similar to the story of one hip-hop's founding fathers and entertainment icon Snoop Dogg. And don't forget they're the presenting partner for the big game pregame this Sunday noon to 2 on our Twitch channel twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Pick up a bottle of Cali Gold Sparkling Cali Red or the Rosé from 19 Crimes Wine and bring a bottle to your big game party wherever you buy your wine and live infamously on your own terms. You're going to love it. Enjoy responsibly. 19 Crimes, Sonoma, California, 2022. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. See this today from Lids. Lids always comes out with their uh, their uh, merchandise data about uh, like who sold the most jerseys and are leading, NFL gear. Are they a leading jersey seller in the uh, in the gear business? I don't know. Is this a little shop somewhere? Or is it? Uh, they're a big nationwide company. I, I would say they're one of the more mega merchandise. Yeah, the only thing is they're I, they're not the NFL. Like the NFL sometimes will release the highest selling jerseys, right. but the NFL I don't believe ever does it like broken down by location like Lids did here. Who is uh, Fanatics is also big, right? Yes, yes. Fanatics is also a big company, but this is Lids. So Lids tweeted this out: top selling player jerseys by state. The uh, the top selling jersey in the state of Illinois is Justin Fields. That is correct. Top selling jersey in the state of Missouri, Justin Fields. Missouri, 
Yeah. Just answering Justin Fields to everything. <laughs> I'm going to guess Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is correct. Yes. That is absolutely right. Like a uh, top-selling jersey in the state of Florida. Justin Fields. <laughs> Tom Brady? Tom Brady. You are correct. Top-selling jersey in the state of Pennsylvania. Ooh, two teams Mitch there. Trubisky. <laughs> I thought you were saying Fields for everything. Waddle is so bad at this. Hurts. Jalen Hurts. It is not Pittsburgh. That, then who's Pittsburgh? But guy? this is this is you. You should get this. Oh, then. because Philly's more New Jersey, though, right? So it's probably not in Pennsylvania. Jalen Hurts, I believe, is New Jersey. So Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania. Who? Oh, uh, Watts. T.J. Watt. Very good. Uh, Michigan, top selling jersey in the state of Michigan. Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> I think it's NFL You're close. Teams. You're close on that one. John Harbaugh. Jack Harbaugh. You're just being an ass now. Now? Why are you limiting me just now? Uh, that is going to be Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. See, when I want to play the game, Ooh, I'll kick all of your butts. You. Yes. Top-selling jersey in the state of Wisconsin. Justin Fields. Justin Fields is correct. In the state of Wisconsin. There's only one reason why you would uh, ask us these questions. For Give the, me another state. Give me another well, state. But, but how about that? Out of all the Packers, with, with Aaron Rodgers still playing there. But he's been there for 20 years. You buying another Aaron Rodgers jersey? Not how many the, Aaron Rodgers jerseys do you want? Well, especially not these days. Aaron Rodgers' right. fatigue has set it in Wisconsin. Well, not just that, but he's been there for how but, long? 18 but, years? But a bear to be number one in Wisconsin? How about somebody else on that team? How about Christian Watson? <laughs> well, wait a minute. I mean, how about somebody new on that team? How about the guy who gets ejected half the games? Oh, Quay Walker. You have a Quay Walker jersey. What about a Bakhtiari jersey? <laughs> Anyone want a Bakhtiari jersey? Don't Ooh. tell me that just Aaron Rodgers, everyone's got a 12 jersey. So, therefore, we've got to go to the other team's starting quarterback. Don't give me the lazy narrative that everyone's got a Rodgers jersey. Therefore, let's get the Bears starting quarterback's jersey. What, what That's your, pretty damn good. What narrative would you like to be know, used it, here? It's the most logical. Would it be that I'm closer to Wisconsin, the Wisconsin state line, than I am the city? of Chicago, because I am, I'm sure there are a lot of Bears fans that live just over the border. Well, yeah, I, and there's lots of people in Wisconsin who are Bears fans. By the way, Justin Fields is also an exciting player, he and I'm is. sure young kids want the jersey. I, we're, we're, this is the beginning. This is the beginning. It's turning, Waddle. That's the point here. I, listen, Every I know ownership is over. Your fan, you're, he's you're, in darkness. Yes, he's going to get traded. One of these ownership days, ownership is Jesus, over. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. I hope that our joy comes from the accomplishments of our own team, as opposed to the destruction of the teams in our division. Look, it, it, you got to enjoy the journey. It just can't be about the destination. Let's enjoy the road getting there. This you've got to recognize. You're talking the, to the guy whose whose college motto was "win or lose, drink the booze." Yes. I enjoy all rides. You just can't all of a sudden just show up at the Super Bowl and say, "Oh, we're here now. Let's celebrate. Let's enjoy the sights along the way." 
Yeah, but the sites don't have anything to do with us. They all have to do with the demise of the other teams in our division. It's part of the journey. That is a weak ass journey. No. That's getting in it's a part of that's the ride. getting in a station wagon and driving to the Great Smoky Mountains where all your buddies are flying to Florida. Okay, fine. But we'll eventually get there too. Even if it's in a stinky station wagon. Well, in the meantime, what do you want me to do? You want me to be as excited as the kids that are flying first class and they're hanging out yes. in Miami? I want you to see, recognize every car on the road. I want you to identify the different states on the license plates that you see. I wonder I how many. You, I, that's that that is that Alabama. I wonder how many Justin Fields jerseys have been sold in the state of Alabama, Mom. Are we having fun yet? How do you view a sporting event in person? Is it through your eyes or is it through something else? It may sound like a stupid question, but it actually happens all the time like this. I'll explain next.